I'm just gonna start recording now. Business this is, is some fucking good usual. Ah, oh, it's good to be back. Screwing it's up. It's been a while. It has been a hot minute. It's been a fucky couple of months, hasn't it? <laughs> hasn't it? It sure has been. I I have had no brain for no anything. Thoughts, no thoughts. Head empty. Head empty. <laughs> but not empty of the delicious taste of lime Lacroix. I don't have a. Mm. I have a coffee. Ah. Welcome to Bonus Experience. Uh, this is a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We are queer women speaking with authority about games. We sure fucking are. Also, we swear, die mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> you said uh, welcome to Bonus Experience, and for a second I almost said an advice show for the modern era. I was like, that's not even <laughs> that's me. Not, right? Uh, that's we, not even things that I say. <laughs> that's how long it's been. This is a this is an American history podcast. I'm <laughs> I'm Monica. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna cough a lot too. Julia has been Julia has been, has been ill, and I have it too. Oh no! Yeah, it's great. It's just just a inevitable. Yeah, it's, it, it is inevitable, <laughs> and it's just a cough. It's not anything worth being upset about. I've had this cough for about four weeks now, so uh-huh. I might have to go to the doctor for that. Maybe. I gotta go for other things, too, so I may as well be like, hey, while I'm here, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's one of those things that, like, cold weather, like, the weather shifted. They heard we were talking shit. The weather shifted pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah and then, like, it's been, you know. The leaves didn't even change color. They just fucking fell off. Uh, we, I, we, got, we got, like, a week or two of of colored leaves and then it was like fuck winter all of them I fell off the cool same time ass, i have something growing in the back corner of my yard called a burning bush uh-huh. that's supposed to turn like bright cherry red during okay. the fall every year it's beautiful i've seen it happen once because <laughs> the la- this winter and last winter it just got so cold all of a sudden that the leaves just fell right the fuck off climate <laughs> change oh we have a lot of people listening look at that, look at that. so i'm monica <laughs> resident industry professional you guys walked in on us totally getting sidetracked during the introduction oh boy <laughs> this is great we're back <laughs> i'm i'm ray i'm the industry unprofessional and for this totally unfocused precursor episode we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna wrap up our experiences at metatopia and we didn't write an outline so that's metatopia good. colon we went there we went there we didn't write an outline, so <laughs> no. uh, uh nope. Uh mm. neither of us brought anything to test. Like we weren't neither of us were presenting a game for playtesting. Full disclosure, I came completely unprepared. Cause I again, fucking head empty. Just no thoughts. I I didn't bring business cards. I didn't I brought some dice and I, I brought a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for anything ahead of time. I was just like, yeah, I'll show up. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> And and now that I've been now that I've been there for the first time, I feel like that was kind of a good way to do it, honestly, to just get like a survey of, oh, okay, there's a games, there's a panels, there's a peoples you can run into. And 
and now I know next year what I really want to do and what I want to focus on. So it's kind of like a good, like a preparation attendance for me. Yeah, I think if you can get there Thursday night, you can then have your pick of what's on the wall. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't Mm -hmm. schedule ahead of time, I never remember to schedule jack shit ahead of time. (laughs) Uh, Because November is is usually super fucking slammed for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually a three convention month. This year it was only two conventions because my mom scheduled my sister's baby shower for one of the other con weekends without consulting me. And then when I was like, I can't do that, she was basically like, well, it's non-negotiable, too bad. And I was like, well, I didn't really have the PTO or the money to go to this other thing anyway. So I'm going to have to win this round. You win this round. Like, fortunately for you, I was just like I was on staff and I was able to cancel in enough time that it didn't screw anybody over. But like, I was like, "Mm, you got lucky. (laughs) 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 I I don't like that this worked out, but it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I didn't get to go to Anime USA, which is a bummer because that's always a fun a fun time and i'm staff at that convention so like staff and night staff so i work like the registration desk from four to midnight or whatever and that i literally just sit and play on my phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) or or i would have brought the switch with me and deprived henry and julia of fire emblem for the weekend (laughs) (laughs) we have some important emblems to fire (laughs) actually julia also works at uh, her booth like she works for a game store sometimes to to work booth at conventions. So we, she and I would have both been there. So I would have only deprived deprived Henry of the fire emblems. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about the con I didn't go to. No, we're talking about the con we did, did go, go to. to. <laughs> yeah. So you got in. I got there Thursday night. The con hotel sold out really quickly, which is unfortunately becoming endemic to con going in the modern era. Yeah. So we got we 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 got a we we had an, an only one bed situation. <laughs> <laughs> like the the room they like we got a king size room with a pullout and I was like okay that'll be fine for four people and then we got there and the pullout it bed was was, not no the pullout bed was really <laughs> tiny um and I like and even if I had brought an air mattress there wasn't room for it yeah like I guess we could have folded up the pullout and moved it and then like inflated a big air mattress and then you and Danielle could have shared that instead of whatever fortunately Danielle found another friend to crash with and neither of you had to spoon with me which is disappointing or with each other or with each other it would have been weird i'm not a good i'm not i'm not fun to share a bed with (laughs) (laughs) noisy i move around a lot it's just not a good experience (laughs) so you know having got in there on thursday i went to the wall to see i also had abby one of the folks who runs the convention build a schedule for me because i signed up specifically as a professional playtester which costs a bunch of money, but it's worth it. And then I was like, nope, you put me in. When you, when you do that, you have to participate in three play tests uh, at the professional level. Like they, mm-hmm. Metatopia offers what's called a high test, which is you let your game be reviewed by ind- other ind- self-identified industry professionals who then hopefully give you good industry professional advice. And usually if you're doing a play test, rather a high test, you're looking for, I'm going to produce this professionally, or I'm going to polish this professionally, feedback, right? Mm-hmm. So your, your obligation as a professional playtester is to be in three of them. And I am never prepared. So when the, the like post went up on Facebook, Henry was like, you should go respond to it, because I'm not checking Facebook anymore. 
uh, and tell <laughs> and tell Abby that you want her to make you a schedule. And I was like, oh, shit. So I went, I went and had that done for me. And so I was in my three assigned play tests. And then I went to go see if I could get into a couple more um, because my schedule was pretty open. And I was like, oh, I could do I could do one more, one or two more, maybe. And everything was full, which is great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When I showed up on I showed up midday Friday and everything was full. <laughs> I was like, oh, that would have been cool. Mm, full. Which honestly, for me, was fine. Like I said, I needed some time to kind of feel out the con. And it turned out that I, I'm still pretty, I'm baby in the industry right now. And it was still, like, there were still people, like, I still saw names on the wall of people that I recognized, like, oh, Hamish Cameron. Oh, like, <laughs> like, it was a weird, it was a very weird, and then seeing faces of people that I recognized from streams, like, I know you, I know you. And, and it was, um... It was good to have the time to just wander and mingle and get to know what was going on. And also, I was a little sick and I needed to sleep a lot. <laughs> I took quite a few naps. I spent a lot of money to nap on a pullout bed. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did have a I had a lot of downtime. And that's good, actually, because I find Metatopia to be pretty exhausting mm -hmm. between testing, between using my brain to help people get good feedback and then socializing because I live an accursed ambivert life in which I do, in fact, enjoy interpersonal interaction quite a bit. And I want to, like, I don't want to be lonely. I want to have friends. Blah, but then I like, oh, this has drained my battery. I have, oh, to, I'm so I, tired. I have to go hide. And mm -hmm. then, I got, then I got violently mm -hmm. ill, but that's for Sunday. Uh, yes, you did yeah. get violently <laughs> ill. did get violently ill. Right. So I just let me see. What, what did you test on Friday? If anything? Uh, I didn't test anything on Friday. I think I just went to a panel on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's lots of panels. Like, if you want to... Oh, see, so the chat asked if podcasts can be submitted. I think the answer is no. Podcasts? No, they're asking if podcasts can be subtitled. Oh, subtitled. Oh. Because, because specifically I said, I'm not fun to share a bed with. Okay. <laughs> How did I? Oh, boy. No I thoughts. I don't know. No thoughts head empty. It's cool. It's cool. I'm here. I got the chat on lockdown. Don't you worry about me. <laughs> I'm definitely not in dark tabs. Uh, Thursday, you 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 were there alone Thursday. I don't know what the fuck was happening Thursday. No, like Thursday is just there's nothing going on on Thursday. There's there is an official like industry meet and greet that goes on from six to ten uh, intentionally, but the whole weekend is an industry meet and greet. So yes, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially in hallways, as it turns out. Yeah, in in hallways in where I stop <laughs> in, in entrances because someone said hi to me. And then because uh -huh. I held still, I ran into like eight more people I knew. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's how it, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, well, Friday I arrived. Yes. Uh, Rob came to get me, which was awesome. Rob, Rob basically like drove me to him from the airport and then was also like, do you want a sandwich? Should we go to CVS? Do you want some cough drops? And Rob like, Rob was like my handler. It was awesome. <laughs> Rob took care of me. Thank you, Rob. And then um, I got to the hotel and just sort of, I think I immediately wanted to nap <laughs> yeah and then friday i was like what do i do <laughs> monica and henry were trying to help me figure out what to do they showed me the wall there's just a wall just wallpapered with all of these games and their concepts and their signups and everything was full but then i got a hold of the panel list and the panels were awesome i wish that i had been able to go to more of them because there were some really cool panel concepts that i couldn't get in on I think Friday I went to queer world building in games, which was was kind of like 101 level stuff. Like I took some notes, but it was mostly like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, OK. So 
hopefully next year I'll be able to find something that's a little more like high concept as opposed to introductory level stuff. I mean, you could always submit such a I thing. I could. Yeah. But my cred- <laughs> my credentials are just like I'm queer and I build worlds. Yeah, <laughs> like they... I don't have a whole lot behind me. It doesn't matter. That's mm. that's enough for them. Ah. Yes. Anyway, and I think I ate a bunch. We did do a lot of eating. <laughs> There's a lot of really good food there. Yeah. Like incredible. We went to the we uh, this is going to be the food breakdown it for is. me. There's we went be... to <laughs> We went to the Committed Pig, mm. which was incredible. Yeah. And I had just eaten like this huge sandwich from Wawa, which Wawa, I missed <laughs> quite a lot. I missed a Wawa. And then I went to the Committed Pig and watched you guys eat these pornographic burgers just <laughs> dripping with Gouda, like <laughs> thick strings of cheese. It was it was brie. Was it brie? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The, the, the burger that I had and I think Danielle had was a burger and it had bacon and then like i think it was either honey or some sort of like real sweet jam brie on the bun and it was oh my God. sinful pornographic Jesus Christ. it was so good and then i had like, the fried pickles which were also very good just in their own right and yeah, then henry has something with the pickles on, on it. it yeah yeah <laughs> and i wanted to go back there but i didn't save enough time for going back to the committed pig <laughs> yeah, apparently you wanted to go for breakfast on sunday and then bob was like yeah. good luck yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't go back. I don't remember what else I had on Friday. What else did I have uh, on Friday? Did we go to the grilled cheese place on Friday? Yes, we went to grilled cheese for dinner, I think. Yeah, because we did, cause we did um, the, the Asian place for dinner yes. on Saturday. The grilled cheese place was pretty good, too. Yeah, because you had the, the drums of heaven. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was much later. You're yeah. jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, that was just contextualizing the grilled cheese was Friday. Sorry. Right. Got it. All right. Friday. That's what I ate on Friday. What did you do on Friday? <laughs> uh, Friday, I had I was scheduled because I didn't make my own schedule. I had a 9 a.m. So Danielle and I got up and we went to Dunkin Donuts. Which you can't do that everywhere. Uh, <laughs> just for a quick bite before we went. And then we walked back. I'm a challenging person to walk around with because I'm tall and I walk really fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I went to this nine o'clock. And my 9 a.m. was this really charming game that was supposed to be like like a Pokemon or a Digimon type game about like a kid and their monster. But the person creating the game didn't want to lean into the like weird dog fighting and like slavery undertones that Pokemon and Digimon kind of have. Fucking great. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) honestly, yeah, like they're there. I don't I don't know how much you want to focus on them, but they are present. Like the whole Pokemon justification for why they fight is because they like it, which is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So it was like, build this world. You did. It was a collaborative character and world building. Um, it was very minimalist system wise, which is fine. I and mean, that's not a complaint. And then you have to determine like what elements you pick three elements to be like rock, paper, scissors. You build your weapon triangle. <laughs> I've been corrected. The Digimon at least has fighting to save the world usually. Yes, it does. That was still still well, Pokemon part of- is like blood sport. Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> is sort of like blood sport a little bit. And so that there was still the per- this person's noble goal to sort of move away from that idea. So I guess the game that we came up with cuz you're supposed to like be like why do they have these monsters? What is their relationship to them? Uh what types of monsters are there? Um and then you have to build your your little weapon triangle at the beginning with three different aspects which can be literally anything, which is one of the things I had a problem with. And then we just we built these wonderful characters. We decided our three types were uh, time, spice, 
and dew like 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 dew drop mountain dew d-e-w <laughs> uh <laughs> and we got to spice after a long weird discussion because someone said oregano and i was like can we stop Because someone else said time right because someone else said time and i was that that was and that was one of the things that went into my feedback and like one of the things you had to do to build your character was and when you found your monster was like you had to pick a low point in your your adolescence life where the monster comes to you and like helps you through it right so that's part of the, that's part of character creation is a little montage where like you get your you get your guy and they help you and i chose a time i played a character uh, I, I like i was like oh i i also really like gravity falls so i'd like there to be some sort of like spooky elements like not mm-hmm. necessarily horror elements but like spooky elements um and i basically played like a wendy xp uh, and in fact i named my character wendy <laughs> <laughs> Which then people were like, oh, like also like Wendy from Peter Pan, because I was also the oldest kid and the, the like the least disillusioned and or rather the most disillusioned, like the most the most jaded of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had a really good time playing it. It was a lot of fun. But then I was like, so what <laughs> what exactly were you trying to test? Because we didn't like we made a bunch of characters and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was that was what we were doing. Um, and so one of the, the points of feedback that I gave was so when you're at the like rock, paper, scissors, the weapon triangle, you, you create these types. I think it's really important for you as the person who's maybe like writing the guidebook or whatever to give either preset packages or encourage the facilitator to say, these are the things that, that I am looking for. Because otherwise, if your players decide that the three elements your Pokemon have are like weed, jizz, and beer, it's going to be a much different game than if they are <laughs> fire, air, and water. <laughs> and like you as the facilitator may sit down with your game group expecting electricity, water, earth, and you get, you know, weeds and beer. And then that your expectations have not lined up with what your players are going for. Mm-hmm, like right. there's nothing wrong with being blue or silly, but your your expectations need to be set ahead of time. And like right. that's just just put in your directions that this is a conversation that needs to ha- to happen. And then, of course, right. everyone wanted to talk about, like, what a jizz Pokemon is. And I was like, guys, you're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk yes. about that at all. Also, also, like, that joke is only going to be funny for so long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only going to be funny for, like, five minutes. <laughs> right. That's, that's Like, that sort of thing is going to stop being funny. So if, if that's your choice, like, there's only so much you can get out of a potty joke, you know? Do you remember the... um? Name of the dev and the name of the game? Oh, apparently it is Secret Journey Monsters by Graham Gentz. I bring it up because a couple people in chat were like, oh, that sounds really cool. So if you're interested yeah. in following the trail of that uh, particular game, which I think it sounds really cool, too. It's Secret Journey Monsters by Graham Gentz. Yeah. And then and then Friday night I was in, I think it was Friday night. Maybe it might have been Saturday morning. What did I do on Saturday morning? We went to the bakery. No, Saturday night. We went to the bakery. Yeah. I remember this by way of what I ate. <laughs> Saturday, we went to the bakery and I had a uh, chocolate croissant and a latte. And I also had a chocolate croissant. It was very good. Just a plain old coffee. Very good. And then I had to dip and Neil paid for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do at nine o'clock in the morning? I don't know, but you had to get out of there. Oh, it was my, I was in, I was in the focus group. Never mind. Oh, okay. That was, that was the focus group. That was Saturday morning. Oh, Friday night. Friday night was the dice pull heartbreaker. Oh, it's not, it's right. not a meditation. 
not a metatopia if I'm not on a dice pool heartbreaker. <laughs> they just kind of happen to you. They, they, well, I'm eminently qualified to judge them. Uh, <laughs> so, and I, I, I really felt bad for the person running this because not only did they have a dice pool heartbreaker, but they had to, and they were clearly super nervous about it, but they did also choose to have a high test. And in their high test, they got me and Rob Donahue. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Both of us sort of, I mean, I, you were in the room where I read the description and I was like, this is a heartbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> this is a heartbreaker. Yeah, you were, you were nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going like, to be you terrible. Don't you don't know. I do you know. Should, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know until you play it. You were and like, you, you don't know, and like, I was like, except I knew. except that I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I sat down, and I was, was what, like five minutes into the test, and I was like, I was right! <laughs> we text. <laughs> All right, so this, this poor dev gets you and Rob Donahue Rob for Donahue. dice pool heartbreaker. Yeah. And their poor dice pool heartbreaker, which had some high points, as they always do, but a lot of low points, as they always do. Yeah. And, like, I think... I think that they had in classic person of the man persuasion method signed up for a beta test, which means you, which by the, the cons criteria means you are almost done. Right. And a beta test high test, which means you are ready to launch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, yeah. So <laughs> in the in the interest of of proving a point, we decided that we were going to make the biggest dice pull possible. And everyone, there was a cool like dice lending mechanic that we all yeah. really liked. And then we were like, well, let's see how big we can make this pool. And then everybody did the dice lending and I rolled 53 dice. I rolled 53 D6s. Uh, how? Which is, <laughs> was this digitally uh, have, done? No, I have very big hands. Uh, so. so you were able to collect and count out 53 dice. Yes, I, uh, well, like. Someone just counted up their pool and they pushed it to me and someone else counted up their pool and they pushed it to me and I tallied up my pool and I put it in the middle and then I scooped up all 53 <laughs> dice and went on the table like it was a game of fucking exalted. And you think this is the first time I've ever held 53 dice? Who do you no, think you're talking to? That's just a lot of dice. It's I didn't too know many there dice. would be that many at the table. So, okay, what was their reaction the um the the person the de the the designer brought those like like brought like six of those cubes of d6s oh okay so there was enough dice present to do this were were they like totally cool with the fact that you were rolling 50 or were they like oh no yeah. no no they that they well they didn't seem at all surprised mm. okay i also didn't know how many dice i was rolling just Rob was like, how big can my pool get? Then I'm giving it to Monica. And then uh, one of the other designers across the table was also like, how big can my pool get? I'm also giving it to Monica. <laughs> you just bullied this person. I mean, that's what a play I mean, test it's a, is. For. It's a play test, I know. <laughs> and like, I'm all, I was also sitting next to Rob Donahue and I keep looking over and watching him like make a note. Make a note, make a note, sort of give me a little bit of like, mm. <laughs> uh, I'm also making notes because like, as Rob very excellently put it, people often will want to like launch immediately into like, let's fix this right now. And he's like, no, we need to keep playing. Let's not right. say, uh, right. repair it in flight. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I love that. 
yeah, let's let's not repair it in flight. Yeah. So like the core concepts were fine. It was a traditional crunchy fighting and math type game, even though the person said that they wanted it to be more like character backstory driven, which is mm, part okay. of the problem with Heartbreakers, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And so we reached a point we were like, OK, this is the this is the part at which we need to sit down and talk about this. And then as with all Heartbreakers, it's less you need to fix the system and more you need to read more things. Like mm-hmm. it, the the rest of it was just like, fortunately, like I'm sure it's terrifying to be in a play test with a dice pool play test with me and Rob Donahue. But on the other hand, both of us are very good at feedback and not being dicks. And it wasn't like this was unexpected. They specifically requested a high test. Right. Yeah. You don't like accidentally check a box and go, oh, no. Oh, like- no. Right. No, this is this is 100 percent intentional. And like of anyone there, I don't think you could get two more people who are more qualified to tell you and also not harsh. Yeah. 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 So like it's the two of us basically going, here's homework. Here are things you need to read. Like <laughs> like there are other games accomplishing You aren't quite ready yet. There are other games accomplishing the things you want to do. And we're not saying that you need to do that exactly, but you need to understand how someone else has already done it so that you can come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. And we were like, there's a, a new subsystem in Vampire the Requiem's Guide to the Night that was basically exactly what he wanted in his social system. And I was like, just go read that, learn how it works, and then make your own version. This, right. That is literally how all game design works, bud. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got to reinvent the wheel here. Just right. And then see what other people have done. So then it was also a lot of Rob Down and Hugh being like, look at this fate thing. Look at this fate thing. And I'm me going, look yeah. at the story path thing. Look at the story yeah. path thing. <laughs> <laughs> My character did have a cool sword. And I was into that. Uh, <laughs> but it was like, I, then I also like, also in every Heartbreaker game, it's like, okay, so you're telling me that this is a game that is about connections uh, and you've got this really cool sort of unique setting idea about like time being broken and echoes of people coming back corrupted and that being like the problem. How rad yeah. is that? And then like your backstory has to deal with like the fact that some sort of mega you can appear That's or cool like the mega versions of your loved ones. And yeah, that's like, awesome. Right, that's awesome. And but like, but like, what you wrote was like someone described exalted to you, and you decided to do it with d6s somehow. <laughs> and so, like, a lot of that advice is not, oh, you're bad or you're wrong. It's basically like, here are things you have not understood. Here are things you need to understand in order. Yeah, it sounds to like it this- just needs like a clarity of purpose, right? And and the the, pur- the person's ultimate goal was like to try to teach their home playgroup to like invest in backstory more <laughs> and, oh. and we were like and rob donahue very kindly was like i don't want you to take this the wrong way but basically what you said is you want to make a game that your friends won't find fun oh <laughs> and i was like i get where you're coming from and that's like incredibly sweet that you want to help them learn to like story games more but i think there are other ways to to work people into that than what you've done here yeah. Uh, and then we had a That's, conversation yeah. about like, okay, so you can either take this rat idea and convert it to some other system, but we don't want to give you that advice if that's not what you want to do. And they were like, no, I actually want to continue with my own thing. We were like, okay, cool. Pop yeah, that right. one out. We'll, <laughs> here's how we'll help you do the homework so you can get to the place you want to be. Cool. I mean, as intimidating as that is, and as much as I've been going like, oh, at everything you say, <laughs> what an invaluable experience for right? this person to get that kind of feedback and advice from like the two people who would be most qualified to give them that <laughs> feedback. That's incredible. 
I, I hope that they came away from it feeling that way and not like completely demoralized because that, I mean, that's cool as hell. And it's also like brave that they put themselves out there like that. Yeah. I think it's maybe a little bit more of the um, person of the man persuasion thinks they're more qualified than they are than bravery. But uh, hey, it's a kind of bravery. <laughs> it is a kind of bravery. It's an unexamined may, bravery. It is an unexamined bravery. May may you all have that sort of unexamined bravery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, Saturday night. Friday and then night, I Friday had a night. grilled cheese sandwich. And we had a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> oh, also, that, that person took feedback because I have been in Heartbreakers where I've gone, your dice, dice math is fucked. And the designer went, no, it isn't. And I went, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday. Yeah, that was not this year, fortunately. What the fuck did I do on Saturday? Saturday, we went to the bakery and I we had a croissant. <laughs> uh, I was in a focus group, which is not actually a play test. I thought I was going to be in a play test. It was actually just uh, Beth Rimmels, who's doing the Awesome Eights thing, trying to oh, figure right. out what sort of settings to start with. Like, right. Because right. the thing she wants to do with Awesome Eights is basically make like a. Basically, awesome Eights is a game in which like you have cards that you build your character with. And then it uses a really simple like 3D8 add up plus stat target number or opposed role system for resolution. Hmm. Cool. Um, so, like, and then the card sets apply to each genre so like if you're gonna make a fantasy game you don't use the card that has drive in it you use the card that has ride instead oh, okay yeah yeah uh so that you you have like a custom tailored set of like these are the skills these are the powers these are the merits or whatever so that like a brand new person can and also they're color coded like on the side so the gm can be like we're going to use this set of red cards for powers this set of green cards for skills and this set of blue cards for benefits you know that's awesome yeah it's, and so the, I love int that. the intent is that like someone can teach people who have never had any experiences with rpgs to to like build and play a game by simply yeah. handing them like a hand of cards and that's then you cool. you can like put them in front of you to build you build your character creation basically by spending points on cards i like that a lot yeah it's great it's a great idea and so like the the ultimate goal being like you sell a package of like this is the high fantasy game in which here's the, the deck of high fantasy cards and a little booklet about how to run high fantasy games that's or, cool as hell i like that cyberpunk and blah 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 blah. and so yeah. like the focus group was about a couple settings she was entertaining and the like how to deal with the, the elements of them that could be more problematic and are they even worth starting right uh, and that was a, it was a good discussion it let me kind of get up on the your steampunk should always be punk soapbox yeah all right yeah and i was wearing my bxp shirt and I flirted with one of the other uh, women at the table. Oh, good for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, excellent, great. I Saturday I went to I went to a Forged in the Dark panel. Oh yeah, run, run by Strauss and John from uh, they they came up with uh, they wrote Scum and Villainy. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible panel. Honestly, I took a huge amount of notes because it was all about just the design philosophy, basically, and how to hack. How to, how to basically make a Forged in the Dark game. And they had, they both had just incredible insight into how, uh, you know, the original, like, Blades in the Dark came about and, what uh, like, how they were able to come up with this, you know, really, like, like setting-tight version of Forged in the Dark that's, you know, like, space opera slash space western slash whatever scum and villainy mm -hmm. would be classified as. But yeah, it was, oh, it was really good. Yeah, Henry. Henry's like, ah, so obvious. I missed that panel. That's what Henry sounds like. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. I wish I had more to say about it, but I didn't bring my notebook in here for obvious examples. But um, just like hearing two devs like go deep on dev philosophy was really valuable to me. Nice. Then I went and had some ramen. Oh, yeah, we had ramen for lunch. (laughs) And then I think we took like a two hour nap. Yeah, then we napped. We napped. We checked on our checked on our RP and we took a nap. Took a nap. Uh, you and Henry slept and I just like surfed on my phone for two hours. I didn't I didn't actually fall asleep. I I took some sne- I took some Z's. You took some Z's. A bit, yep. Snored. Yep. Um. <laughs> then what did I do? Uh, I don't know what you did. Then we went to dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think we just. Then I had the drums of heaven. Fucked around for a while. We, yeah, we just ran into people and just talked. Yeah, we had a we had a good conversation with uh, Kamish Hamron. Yeah, we ran into I, I talked a, a bit with Neil and Danielle. Yeah, I hung out with hung out with David a lot. And who else did I fucking meet? I ran into so many people. And I was like, it's you. It was yeah, the we, constant like Spider Man meme for me. Like every <laughs> ten minutes, you. We we realized Kamish Hamron was there, and then we had to go hunt down we, Hamish Kamish Hamron. And then once we found him, we couldn't stop finding him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like every so. I was like, "Oh, there he yeah, is!" Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw Hamish like every day after that. Yeah, yeah. We didn't we, really need to try hard to find him. He was just there. Then we had the the MMP dinner, and that was fucking delightful. Yeah, we got to meet. We got to hang out with Phil and Senda. Yep, and Bob. Yep. and Rob. And I, I also saw Bob all weekend. Yeah, well, I I only saw Bob that night. Oh, okay, I and saw Bob talk, all weekend, and we talked about sports. <laughs> And whiskey, because he's got powerful dad oh, energy. Bob has immense dad energy. <laughs> and like he, I was drinking at the bar with Deal and Nixie. Deal and Nixie, wow. Deal and Nixie. <laughs> yep. Came Hammerin. <laughs> <laughs> yep, them from mm-hmm, the Ponix mm-hmm. Path Productions. And uh, <laughs> then Bob bought me another drink and I, I let him tell me a really boring fishing story. Uh, and I was just standing there, like just letting him, like because he it was, was about the experience. Well, he was also like <laughs> drinking the same kind of whiskey that my late father really liked, and I was Aww. just like, "Bob, I miss my dad." Oh. <laughs> Bob oh, is geez. barely old enough to actually be my father, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> just barely. Oh, jeez. Bob yeah. would have had to have me at nineteen yeah. in order to be my dad. So I mean, that's I mean, it's, it's it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, powerful dad energy. Yeah. Um, drank, drank old whiskey. Yep. Told a lot of really bad jokes. <laughs> and then Danielle was like, do I need to rescue you from this? And I was like, no, no, no. No, this is delightful. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just letting him tell me a boring story. It's fine. He should charge for this. This is great. <laughs> We're millennials, man. We're broken. We right? need this. <laughs> so dinner was delightful, except I was dinner in the was process good. of getting sick. Yeah, you and had some I, pad thai that was very good. And yeah, I, that's was the delicious. only reason I know that it wasn't food poisoning, because I had some of your pad thai. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, it could have it, it couldn't have been from lunch either, because we had the same thing for we lunch. We had ramen, yeah. And so the same kind of ramen, sick. so it definitely wasn't food poisoning. I definitely caught mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. sort of stomach bug. And then after that, I went to, I went to a play test run by this guy named Henry. Oh, who's that? Um, that was, uh, oh, what was it called? Accident Anomalies. Yeah. The system was really tight. There was a lot of uh, setting to mm-hmm. go through, and but the uh, the it was it's one of those like really like not like space opera e but like super hot like 
highfalutin sci-fi, so the 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 uh, the character options are like out there, but in a really cool way. So everybody at the table was super excited about their their different character options, and we all played something that was a little weird but still pretty sexy. <laughs> That's what I thought anyway. I think some of the other players were like, "What?" Because I'm you know I like weird shit. Yeah, um, I'm being coy. This is literally Henry's game. He's listening to me talk yeah, about he, it right he now. Is. <laughs> it was cool as hell. I wish we'd had more time with it. I think that was my only major complaint <laughs> was we didn't have enough time to actually like play a lot of it. Yeah, all the play tests this year were just two hours. So yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I think and I, I think that was like like around the table. I think the biggest issue all of us had was like we didn't have enough time to really play this. Yeah, it was cool as hell what we got through, but um. It's a 2d6 add, but threshold, oh, like over the success number, can be spent on different effects, which I like a lot more than just the regular like 2d6 add a stat. Because it used to be, I mean, in, in like this, your standard like apocalypse world, it's, you rolled a 12, but you don't have like the advanced move. So it's just like, you did it, but you did it good. So a 12 doesn't really do shit for you. Right. But in this sense, it'd be like, okay, well, the target number was eight. And you got 12, which means you have four extra successes over that. So do you, how do you want to spend those extra like threshold successes? So it actually made a difference if I had something that could grant you a plus one or something that could subtract one from their role. Right. A, a so that was, that was cool. One threshold is every two above the target number. Right. Just for Whatever. our audience's sake. No, I was just telling for our audience's sake, like that's oh, how okay. that's determined. Yeah. Because you did the dice math on that, right? I did. <laughs> I mean, Henry I, I also paid, did. Henry also I paid did. No attention to how the dice like <laughs> rolled because I was like, I know Monica had an insight into this, so I'm not even going to think about it. <laughs> I mean, like Henry also is good at this. You can't lay oh, yeah. that entirely at my feet. No, but, no. But but De- were you in the room? I can't remember when this happened. When Danielle was like, I didn't even. I she basically said the same thing you just said. Where she was like, <laughs> Yeah, I knew the system was going to be good. Monica wouldn't let you write a bad one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to think about that part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to bed. Yeah. Uh, I had like <laughs> actually I stayed up pretty late Saturday night. <laughs> I had a. I hung out with MMP people after that, uh, observed Phil and Senda playing a cute card game about cats. Uh I was invited to play too, but I was having a weird, like, emotional drop at the time. Yeah. Um, And I didn't want to squeeze myself into Henry's table to watch the game be played because, like, there was just too many people. I was yeah. having a like, mm, my, my, I guess my... my uh, a my pre-sick accurse- moment. Yeah, I was, get- I was getting ill and I didn't know. But I also was, like, having that introvert energy drop and that like sitting with too many unfamiliar people was like nope yeah uh it wasn't even that crowded in the room so i just like sort of existed near friends <laughs> but they weren't <laughs> close enough friends to make that better so like so it was the that limbo of like i'm fam- i'm familiar with them yeah so like my energy kept dropping yeah uh, and like there was a by the time they were done i was straight up depressed i was like i gotta i gotta go i gotta, I gotta get out of here um, and I fucking dipped <laughs> and I went up to the room and like yeah, texted man. you and Danielle because I, I wanted to talk to Danielle, but she got picked up to go play on a play test like you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I like texted both of you and I was like, uh, I'm 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 having a real low moment. I'm in the room. Like, if you want to come up and talk, that's where I am. And then we stayed up until about midnight. Yeah. And then we stayed up really late. And then I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. And then he woke up sick and, and <laughs> proceeded to shit my brains out. <laughs> God, <laughs> do you really want that in the podcast? <laughs> Meh. 
Margaret will decide how funny that was and then leave it in or not. Oh, we're going to leave it up to Margaret. We're going right. to leave it up to Margaret and the spur of the moment. I, I'm not embarrassed to say that I got a, some sort of weird GI bug at a con. Okay. All right. Well, we lost somebody. Uh, yeah, somebody's like, oh, it was Henry. <laughs> Ew, gross. gross. Disconnect. Uh. <laughs> um, Sunday you got sick. Yeah. I went out to have, um, I, you want to know what I ate on Sunday? <laughs> sure. Tell me what you ate on Sunday. I was, I was unable to eat food safely. And I was like, all I want to do is go home because it's almost a three hour drive home. And this is how I feel. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I also somehow did not have a fever. Like I got home and I took my temperature and I was still at normal, huh. but still violently ill. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> so Sunday morning. Yeah. I was trying to get people together for breakfast, but the committed pig was right out and it made me very sad because I was going to go back for their French toast. Mm -hmm. So instead we went to, we being me and David Castro went to a place called Fatty's Okay. on recommendation of just someone who happened to overhear us. Like you should go to Fatty's. We're like, all right. Fatty's is uh, famous for having just the most ridiculous sandwich options. But what I mean, what I mean by that is, and you could just look them up. I think they're like fatsandwiches.com or something. There it is, fatsandwich.com. Yeah, I think they're a chain. Yeah, they started locally to that area. But I had a sandwich called the Cardiac Arrest, which was uh, ham, sausage, bacon, egg, cheese, and French fries all crammed into a sandwich roll, which I thought was like, okay, this is going to put me in a coma. But I forgot that I was on the East Coast, and I'll have a lot to say about East Coast food in a second. I forgot that I was on the East Coast, and they take their sandwiches very, very seriously there. If you had ordered this here in, in the Midwest or even on the West Coast, it would have been like on big, thick, buttery slices of sourdough. It would have been dripping with goo and grease, and it would have made me ill, if not comatose. But on the East Coast, everything was like lightly fried. The French fries were freshly made, and they weren't at all greasy, and they were limited by that little like hoagie roll that they use. And it was really fucking good. And I, it, it set me up for the day. I was feeling great. And as soon as I was done with that, I was like, hey, there's Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I needed a coffee, but also I was in Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> so I got a I got a fucking apple fritter because I love apple fritters. Here's the thing about apple fritters that I just learned. <laughs> <clears throat> Where I'm from, an apple fritter is like a funnel cake with little bits of apple folded into it. It's like a lumpy, shapeless, spiced dough with little bits of apple in it. And it's delightful. It's great. I love that spicy dough. I love that crunchy glaze. I love those little bits of apples. What I didn't know is on the East Coast, an apple fritter is a big, thick, filled donut stuffed with literal apple pie filling. Just goo in the center. I, I don't know that that's an East Coast thing. That might be that Dunkin' Donuts I thing. I think it might be a New England thing because when I checked in with my husband, uh -huh. it, it caused a rift. <laughs> it caused a marital spat. Because I took a bite out of this donut and I was like, what the fuck is this? And David right across from me is like, it's an apple fritter. I was like, no, it's not. And I sent a picture to my husband who's from New York City. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, that's an apple fritter. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and we got in a fight. <laughs> I still ate it. I mean, I guess I would file I it. the hell out of it. <laughs> file it under something adjacent as apple fritter. But I'm also mostly familiar with like the grocery store or whatever selling like a fried dough one yeah the little lumpy shapeless yeah those glazed, are good usually 
This was like one of those like Boston cream donuts, but yeah, filled with I'd, apple pie filling. I, I don't know what's up with that. Like, I think I would call that an apple fritter, but it's not the first thing I would think of. Like, it's not an apple fritter. Like an alt, but I, I explained it to I explained fritter. it to my husband. Like, I don't. This is not correct. And he's like, "This is why I never get apple fritters. I don't like personal pan apple pies." And I was like, this is this is not what they're supposed to be like. Now, now I think I when we're done recording, I think I need to go to the nearby Duncan and get one just to find out. See what the fucking apple fritters is. Someone who has actually lived in New York is in chat like, no, that's fucking weird. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, that may know. just be what <laughs> Duncan as a chain calls that. Maybe. Yeah, I could clarify. I'd be like, hey, Husbo, did you only ever get them from Duncan? Oh, no. Okay. Apparently. Okay, I, I don't, all right. I all right. Wow. Okay. okay. We're going to start a food fight. Let's. Um, we also have been at the Metatopia wrap up for nearly an hour and we need to do a full episode. So. Okay. Is there anything else I need to talk about? I don't know. I mean, sun- Sunday was, <laughs> I, I was, was nothing. I, I dipped. I was sick and had to, and I had also had had no caffeine. So I was like, Sunday was just out for me. And I had to dip on a whole bunch of conversations I, people wanted to have with me because I was like, I am very sick. I, I don't know if this is contagious. <laughs> like, you don't want what I'm serving. <laughs> you don't want any of this. <laughs> so we left. That, we left. That was the, I, we left and we left. You at left like, and then I left. We left at like 11. Rob left with me. Yep. We left at like 1130 and I went home and then I slept all day. Same. Yep. That was Metatopia. That was Metatopia. I learned a lot. Good. I learned about games. I learned about apple pie donuts. <laughs> I learned a lot. And I'll be back next year. Sweet. Much more prepared. Yeah. I will sign up for things. I will bring business cards. I will wear a shirt that has my podcast on it. Because I got a couple of, I got a couple of like, hey, aren't you Ray from Bonus Experience? I was like, I am. I am Ray from Bonus Experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I haven't updated in like a month. We're fixing it. Don't worry. Right. Monica's threatening to kill me. Uh, Mon- uh, uh, Margaret. <laughs> who, who am I? What's going on? <laughs> I, I was like, I never threatened to kill you. No, you're very kind to <laughs> Margaret. You're very understanding of Margaret's needs. <laughs> which is what Margaret needs right now. Someone who's understanding. Are we going to close this out? Yeah. Monica? Yes. Where can they find us? BXPcast.com. Part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing. Monica, can they email us though? They can. can. They email us though. If they want to argue with us about stuff we said, uh, you can send an email to bonus. We ex- gotta clear up this apple pie thing. Yeah. <laughs> Weigh in on the apple pie dilemma. What is up with the apple fritters here? At bonus expcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter too, right? Yep. Uh it's the same as the email address. Bonus expcast. Bo- bonus bonus expcast. Yeah. Bonus expcast. <laughs> the word sex is in it. <laughs> Uh, you're on Twitter too, right? Yeah, sure Monica? fucking am. You wanna you wanna <laughs> see a lot of Kathmir art? Oh boy, do I! <laughs> That's all I'm doing right now. <laughs> I I have an agenda, and it's gay. You can follow me <laughs> at Zenith Sun. I will eventually get back to talking about game design. <laughs> I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> uh, it's Ray underscore Cole. It's just 87 consecutive images of a guy that I married in a video game. <laughs> so maybe don't follow me just yet. <laughs> maybe give it a maybe give it a bit. Um, is that it? I think that's it. All right, everybody, get out. All right, let's go and um, change it if you want to. Yeah, change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Bye.
Do I have to do this? Ugh, fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. And edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nino Studios. Find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mart Network. Uh, I'm not reading this. Fuck it. Bye.